At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hour two of the Nightcap here on VSIN alongside Sean King. Who's about to depart to head to North Carolina. Charlotte. To take in his beloved Duke Blue Devils. Final seconds closing out in Milwaukee. What a game it has been. 123 to 120. The Sixers holding on to that three-point lead. They have the ball. They advanced it. And uh, now one free throw should salt this bad boy away. That is uh, part of Sean's Moneyline parlay tonight with the Houston Rockets going to the Deep depths of some dogs action. So, uh, oh my goodness! And they just turned the ball over. Come on, Philly! All right. Well, while Sean sweats it out, let's bring in our guest, uh, Johnny Avello from DraftKings Sportsbook. And uh, Johnny, always a pleasure. Always love having you on. Uh, now that football has is behind us, how has the action been these couple of weeks? You guys uh, have, have got some Olympic offerings. Obviously, the NBA heating up. So uh, how has it been? Any uh, any downtime for for the odds makers at DraftKings Sportsbook? Uh, I wouldn't say there's downtime, <laughs> but it's certainly it's certainly a breather. Uh, you know, football consumes you; it just does. Uh, both college and pro takes a lot of time, uh, even though they only play once a week. But that's not true when we get into November. The guys are playing every seems like every night of the week. Um, you know, and then the bowl games and then the college championship and then the playoffs it just keep going week after week. And then we have the Super Bowl and, you know, we, we look forward to the next event. And of course that's conference tournaments coming up soon, followed by the, uh, the big tournament. And then there's always other things too, Tim. I mean, you know, we got baseball, hopefully it'll get started and NBA playoffs and golf and tennis. So there's action all the time. Uh, and we're putting up a lot of content. You know, I, I want to ask, because I'm looking at the offerings right now, and how many states, uh, Johnny, have the Academy Awards uh, allowed? Because this is something you've talked about in the past. You want it legalized in more states. Some states are hesitant. I know here in Nevada you can't bet on it. Uh, but right now I'm looking at Best Picture, Best Directors up at DraftKings. How is the handle normally uh, when it comes to the Oscars? I'm just curious, because I know you've talked about this uh, in the past, well, it certainly is getting better. 
Uh, you know, we are in four states right now. That's Indiana, uh, Louisiana, Michigan, and New Jersey. Um, and we've got all the category. well, 20 categories up we have. There's 23, and we'll get those up, uh, you know, shortly, maybe tomorrow. Uh, but, you know, we're still looking at some other states that have showed interest, and, you know, hopefully we can add another three, possibly four. Um, it's grown, Tim. I mean, it's people do like it. Uh, there are there are people out there who say that's my niche. Mm -hmm. I'm good at that, and uh, and there's a lot of women participate. A lot of women uh, sign up first time sign people first time sign up. You know, signing up for our app, and um, they you know women think they also have a, a little edge or that's something they enjoy. So we have a little bit of something for everyone, uh, including that. Talking once again to Johnny Avella from the DraftKings Sportsbook. All right, Johnny, back to football. Season wraps up. Uh, a good Super Bowl from from all, it seems like from all accounts for most books, uh, that they were able to come out uh, on the right side. And all the, already we've got, you know, futures up for the Super Bowl in 2023, conference winners. Uh, have you seen any rush of action on uh, next year's Super Bowl odds? And have you had to move any lines yet? We've seen a little bit of action on a few teams, but like the Patriots have gotten a little bit of action because their price seems to be a decent price right now, 25. A uh, little bit of play on, you know, like the Cardinals and some other teams that are at kind of in the middle of the pack. It's a little confusing right now because, you know, where's Aaron Rodgers going to be? Brady retired but says he's coming back. Jimmy G is moving somewhere. Where's he going? So, I, you know, there's there's a lot of, uh, you know, teams that not exactly sure uh, who's going to be, you know, starting and running the team. So I think that may be taken away a bit somewhat, but there's still some action on it. Yeah, and, I, I you know, we've been talking about this, Sean. It's kind of right now I feel like it's the time to take a little bit of a shot in the dark. Hey, maybe this team's going to get one of these bigger right. name quarterbacks. Maybe they're going to upgrade uh, in, in that regard. Uh, we, we had a, uh, a draft guest on Johnny uh, last hour and right now DraftKings only has number one pick draft uh, those options up. What is your expectation? We're still, you know, over two months away uh, from the draft, but when do you think the offerings will start to expand? Because uh, I know the draft has really become a very popular thing to bet. Uh, if my memory serves me correct, you guys had a ton of offerings last year come April. So when do you start to expand uh, the draft market? Yeah, you know, that the Super Bowl's over and, uh, you know, we like you said, take a little breather. This is the time we start working on that. So you'll start seeing more up uh, now through the coming weeks. Uh, last year we did in – play wagering on the draft. Uh, well, we're planning on doing that again. Huh. Um, and we'll probably have, you know, more offerings this year than we did last year. So, uh, yeah, we, uh, we think that it's a great opportunity for to, to book an event. And this, uh, this one is going to be a big one being in Vegas too. Uh, I just think the Vegas event is going to be similar to what the Nashville event was. You know, we saw a, a slight movement, um, <clears throat> Over the last couple of weeks, as far as your number one pick odds, Evan Neal went from number two to number one and dropped slightly. This time of year, 
and before free agency. Johnny, what, what creates that movement? Is it money? Is it information? Like, like how are you figuring out that those odds? Yeah, it's a little all that, Sean. And, you know, what makes this a little different than booking a game is that for booking a game, we actually put up the odds based on a power rating that we think how good the teams are. This draft's a little tricky because it's about what teams need. Uh, you know, not always the best player is going to go first. Um, and so, therefore, it's handicapping the teams what they need, watching some of the mock drafts, uh, keeping your ears open and then watching as the money comes in and, and making adjustments. Um, yeah, we've had quite a bit of movement. And, you know, this this year you got a couple of uh, defensive ends that, you know, were near the top and all of a sudden somebody else moves into, you know, the number one and two role. And I think there's going to be a lot of movement. Um, you know, we, we've seen this in the past. Uh, it was when somebody's the chatters out there that somebody's going to be going first or second or whatever, however you bet them. That's uh, you're gonna. We see an influx of money come in. You know, Johnny, sticking with the draft, and I remember last year we were sitting in here uh, doing the show during the NFL draft, and Derek Stevens walked in, and, and I think the exact quote was, "It was a bloodbath." Uh, <laughs> you know, do you guys? I'm curious. You're usually pretty honest with us. Honestly, do you like booking the NFL draft? Because to your point, this isn't a situation where you make a number. You're confident in your number. I mean, it's 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 speculation season. It's, you know, different reporters are getting information from different teams. It's like trying to put together a puzzle. So I got to imagine, all things considered, the draft is one of the more difficult things for you guys to book because it isn't a power rating. Yeah, um, we do like booking it. But to be honest, it's a very difficult proposition to make money on and for all of those reasons you just said Timmy so uh yeah it's uh it's one of those things where we we don't say well it's the Super Bowl and we got a chance to make a big score Mm -hmm. no that's not the words that come out of our mouth (laughs) (laughs) you know Johnny's interesting because uh as Tim alluded to a little bit earlier Super Bowl's over of course March Madness is coming next which I'm sure for you guys you do huge huge volume but baseball is also a sport where I'm sure, you know, you take a lot of, you know, wagering and give a lot of wagering opportunities. Have you heard anything about the start of the baseball season? What are you, what's your expectations as we sit here today? Well, you know, personally, my expectation is that they're going to start on time. Uh, but, you know, they have a different agenda than I do. Uh, but I'm hope I'm hopeful that we, you know, the season will start, if not on time, close to on time. Baseball is is just a big betting uh, opportunity for not only the betters, but it's big for us because it takes place every night, a lot of games. Um, there's a lot of people like to bet it for various reasons, whether you're handicapping pitchers, you're following streaks, you're following teams, you know, whatever your handicap method is. Uh, so for, you know, and parlays are, uh, you know, they dominate in baseball. So, um, you know, I'm hopeful the season's going to start. We'd like to put up a lot of content. We're ready to go with a lot of content, but you know, we're just holding off. You can't you can't put up a season total season wins unless you know how many games they're going to play or at least close proximity. Hey Johnny, before we let you run, we got uh, less than a minute. Curious, uh, I got to imagine uh, there hasn't really been a ton of buzz uh, on the television side, uh, but maybe the betting side. 
Winter Olympics, you guys getting anything? Like a couple couple shekels here and there? Yeah, it's not bad. You know, yeah. we, we have a lot of content up. Uh, we, we we're trying to, to book all the events. And uh, the, the fun part about it is that, you know, we had to do our research to put up the odds. And then the betters are out there doing a little research, trying to find some value. So it's, uh, yeah, it, it hasn't been so bad. Uh, it certainly w- w- did good the week of the non-football. People yeah. were out there looking for something else to bet. But no complaints, Timmy. Well, you never complain, Johnny. That's why we love you. Always appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. You're welcome, guys. Have a good night. There he is. Johnny Avello, legend. Sportsbook director for DraftKings Sportsbook. What a finish in Milwaukee. We'll tell you about it next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Keep it rolling here on the Nightcap. This gentleman is uh, going on his little his little adventure coming up here in yeah. just a little bit. Guess what? Your Don's. Yeah. You know what? You know what they like doing? They really like keeping it like right on the number, and then they come down and they they miss layups. It's you know what I don't like? I don't like when guys that miss layups. It really shouldn't shoot, shoot. And and that's San Francisco's problem right now. They've got two players who should just set picks and rebounds. You know, kind of like your career. And they keep trying to shoot the basketball. By the way, you tried to make that a dig. That's exactly what my career was. Absolutely, but that's what great teams, they have people that understand their roles. <laughs> I knew exactly. That's why you're on a part of a great team. That's I knew exactly what I was meant to do. Right. Go go get a rebound, go take a charge, go set some screens and make some passes. From, I always loved when I would get the ball on the block and they would, you know, the, the, the guard would dig down. I'm like, you're an idiot. I'm like, don't, don't double me. Don't, like I was a don't good, give me that. Like I was a good player, but my AAU team, we had seven guys out of the 12 to end up playing what would be considered power five basketball. And so, like, I was a starter. I was a rock-solid player. But, like, we had one guy who was really, really good. You know, he ended up going to Georgia Tech, Alvin Jones. I would say, hey, fellas, you know, the big fellas rated where he's at for a reason. So, <laughs> let's make sure he touched the ball on this, on this possession. You know, but you need somebody on the court to kind of, like, okay, everybody can't be the hero, guys. Okay, let's go through the big fella. And you want to crash the boards, fine. If he kicks it back out to you, knock the shot down. 
Yeah. That's the only thing about Auburn that scares the life out of me is, man, those two guards, they yell YOLO at least 26 times a game. <laughs> like, if it was just every now and then, I mean, they have no, like, what do you call the car when you when you put it on a certain speed limit? And, and they, have no, they have no cruise control. No, cruise control. no, that foot is all the way pedal to the floor from start to finish. Speaking of finish, uh, Sixers and Bucks, hell of a finish. Sixers win outright as a six-and-a-half-point dog. Uh, they closed the game out. They had a nice little run there. They lost the lead. They were down 116-112, to 112, uh, but they have a nice 8-0 run to take the lead back, and I hold on. Very nice win for the 76ers. Obviously, they traded for James Harden. They don't have his services yet, uh, but Joel Embiid continues his MVP run, Sean. 42 for the big fella, 14 boards, five assists for Joel Embiid, and uh, the Sixers get a really nice win. Giannis fin- finishes with 32 points, 11 boards, and nine assists in the losing effort. So uh, a hell of a win there for the Philadelphia 76ers. We'll talk more NBA coming up uh, at the bottom of the hour. JVT will join us. Uh, I-, I was trying to look behind me because Houston was putting up a fight too. Hey, you got Houston. That's your money line parlay, yeah, right? Yeah, the Rockets. Uh, Clippers the Cougars cover it, too, by the way. Clippers are up 11. Yeah, well done. Tom Casale, two favorite plays was Houston mm-hmm. and Towson. Yeah. Uh, both have uh, come home, so well done again from Mr. Casale on that. I like him. It's a good dude. Yeah. Good dude. Knows his college hoops. Um, all right, before you run, I want to throw something by you. So I texted frequent uh, guest of the program. John Kuhn, former Green Bay Packer yeah. earlier today, about the newest coach on the Green Bay Packers staff, and that would be their former quarterback's coach, Tom Clements. He is 68 years old, Sean. He retired, and now he is coming out of retirement to return babysit. to Green Bay. To babysit. I asked John flat out, Seems like this Clements signing is a pretty good indication that Aaron Rodgers is back. Response, yes. So take that for what you will, but it seems like the former Green Bay Packer QB coach and offensive coordinator and was assistant head coach. He was there for a decade, Sean. Mm -hmm. I know him. Uh, Some people thought that Mike McCarthy kind of used him as a little bit of a scapegoat. Um, he was in Arizona most recently, retired after the 2020 season, and he's coming out of retirement to head back to head back to Green Bay. Does this make you feel more confident that Aaron Rodgers is back? Well, let me say no. Okay. And secondly, if I have to bring in a 70-year-old man <laughs> for what's supposed to be the face of my organization to stay, then I want him. Yes, you do. No, you got to be all in in this game. Well, like it can't be. I think there's a little bit of both, though, right? He wanted more say. He, you know, he wanted Randall Cobb back. They went out and got. They got Randall, Randall Cobb. Cobb. Yeah, and, right. And they they lost to a team at home in the playoffs that did not muster an offensive touchdown. I understand. Right. So, but would you rather start Jordan Love? Well, I told you what I would do if I. Ran Green Bay. You would make that trade? Yes, for Kyler. Absolutely. I don't want guys here that don't want to be here. 
Well, maybe he wants to be there. He just well, he, wants a little bit more if, say. If, if, he okay, wants to feel a little more comfortable. I'm gonna By the way, stay, I'm going to stay if you do this, 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 and that. Doesn't mean you want to be there. I will say this. It's not like they fired their quarterback coach. Their quarterback coach left to go be the OC right. for the Bears, so they had a vacancy. Well, the OC left. Hackett was the OC. Well, Hackett was the OC, right. too. The they, they promoted from within. Right. And now you go get a guy that Aaron Rodgers is, is familiar with. He, you know, he referenced him in a you know, post-game press conference this year, I, I don't see it as a negative necessarily, Sean. If, if they're going to work well together. So here's how. And if you can, here's how I coached. Here's how I believe great players respond. I wouldn't acquiesce to any of Aaron's desires, needs, or wants. My conversation would be with Aaron was, you know what? We need you to play better. Tom Clements can't throw a ball in the playoffs. But maybe Tom Clements. But, um, but, but let me say this though. Working with a coach that you're familiar with, they isn't been, that help? They haven't been done Super Bowl since 08. They've yeah. had multiple coaches. And guess and guess who was his head? Guess who was his offense court, or quarterbacks coach? Now, I mean, I guess I would be I would be trying to get under Aaron's skin. I would be agitated. Well, then he's going to leave. Well, fine, go. Why? But you could say that, and then you know. Listen, I'm just. This is how I deal with my best players. Like we're not going to babysit you. We're not going to coddle and cuddle you. Listen, men do men things. You're paid to be the starting quarterback here in Green Bay, very handsomely, might I add, and you're also expected to perform at your ultimate best when it matters the most. Aaron, the last two years, you haven't done that. In that Bucks game in the NFC Championship last year, he didn't play great. In the divisional round this year against San Francisco, he didn't play good. Mm-hmm. No, he played bad. Yeah, like, I mean, so I'm not bending over backwards for these guys that don't show up when we need them the most. Like, no player is – irreplaceable. Like, say what you want. I know I will never get rid of Aaron Rodgers. Hey, they have not won anything of significance since 08. So, I I, I hear what you're saying, but I also I want to – And I'm not saying but, I'm trying to push him out, but I'm trying to let him know. But Like, if, the expectation for you is the same expectation that you place on others. Like, you go into the game and say, well, the only receiver that I'm going to throw to is Devonta Adams because I don't trust the other guys. Well, how can you trust them if you don't give them opportunities to be trusted? And if you're saying that you don't trust them because they failed, then why do I trust you? But the, where I would push back would be is if you can make your MVP quarterback feel a little bit more comfortable. I don't want him to feel comfortable. I want him to feel uncomfortable. That's why? the point. Because I want him to play with a chip on his shoulder. Like the one thing I look at Aaron Rodgers and I feel like he does well, not his, have. His fiance just broke up with him. He's going to be, you know, well, he's I, got I'm a not. broken heart. Like the one thing I never do as a coach is get in their personal life or in their money. <laughs> like that's that's not the no, that's not I, what I'm there for. I, I know. I'm joking. I'm there but, to help Aaron Rodgers they, become a championship caliber this player. This is the coach. This was his coach basis. when they won a championship. Okay. So why wouldn't Maybe they? that's what Tom's going to say. And that's what I'm saying. I'm saying. Maybe that's what I'm saying. My point is, as the GM or owner, if well, I got to bring you a coach back, to get the best out of you, but it wasn't too much. But they didn't fire a coach. It maybe it was a Let situation. Let me ask you a question. Maybe it was a situation. Sean. You watched Aaron win his fourth MVP. I'm make make sure I emphasize this regular season MVP, right? Yep. Did he look like a guy that had any remorse about his performance in the divisional round? Did he look like a guy that had any accountability for his shortcomings in that game, which ultimately led to Green Bay not advancing to the next round? If he played a, a great game and they, they couldn't stop the other team, if he made plays that we expect him to make, plays we don't expect him to make, and they came up short, it's one thing. He was awful. And he's accepting the regular season MVP, peacocking, you know, like, you know, the, the world is his oyster. 
Like, I think he needs somebody to push him, to make him uncomfortable, to make him go out and feel like he has to and prove may, himself. And maybe this is the coach. Well, if that that's will, what, well, so, so my question then is, that works. so this is a guy that he's worked with for 10 years. Right. And won a Super Bowl with. Right. So would you rather hire him, someone he's familiar with, and maybe someone he's he trusts that would, if he pushes, he would accept well, it. If that's or, the case, good move. Or you hire a 31-year-old hey, who's if, that, uh, if that's the case, good move. So I've been in those NFL, I was just telling you, they don't push, they don't push the quarterback. They well, they, they they're almost afraid to be honest with them. Maybe maybe and a guy why, who's coming why, out of retirement that doesn't care. I hey, Coach Vrabel, you want to win the championship next year? Hire me to coach Tannehill. <laughs> I can tell you, right? Well, go get on an airplane. Go enjoy Durham, Let's North Let's go, Carolina. Blue Devils. Big Kings coming to town, Durham. All right. Go get me some hoodies, some Duke hoodies that I can't get here in the great city of Vegas. All right, enjoy yourself. That's Sean King. And let's go San Fran. Bring it home for Tim. Yeah. They like losing. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VSIN schedule, like The Edge, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all our shows. Download and listen on your schedule. Go to vsin.com slash podcasts and get Beating the Book with Gil Alexander, Market Insights with Josh Applebaum, Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, My Guys in the Desert, like I mentioned, The Edge with JBT and Mr. Humans, Coast to Coast Hoops, and more. They're all free and available now at vcin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, Sean King has departed. He is headed off to the airport to go enjoy his weekend in the Tar Heel State to watch the Duke Blue Devils take on Florida State. But the show must go on, and uh, always appreciative of bringing on JVT. I did a little hit on his show today, so I said, hey, let's return the favor, have some fun. And there he is, JVT, uh, as I... You know, you warned me on San Francisco, man. I, I like the spot today. I bet him. I bet him against St. Mary's about three weeks ago. It was one of the most disgusting losses ever, and they're playing terrible. Still have a chance, only down seven. But you warned me. You warned me, and I still well, went with the Dons. Yeah, you and I. So we were on the same side in in that game. I was on San Francisco in that contest as well. Felt really good. Yeah. I did. Uh, I did the thing that you never do, which, and it wasn't a celebration like it was over, but I just texted humans. I was like, hey, Dons are beating up on the Gales. And sure enough, they blow that game. I'm involved in this one too, but I, I, I'm i on St. Mary's because I just, you and I were talking about this off the air just now. San Francisco has been kind of disappointing. Like I'm surprised they're 25th in Ken Palm. I'm surprised that, and when I talked to you earlier, I said they were safely in. Lenardi's got him as the, uh, the last buy. So, you know, they're in. I, safely maybe is a little too strong. But still, in the tournament at this point, with an at-large bid, according to Lenardi, and I just don't really see it. Like, their best win is BYU. You look at offensively what they've been able to do, and it's been very disappointing. Coming into this game, shooting 31% in conference play from three, but they lead the league or the the West Coast Conference in three-point attempts. Like, it just it's not something that has impressed me up to this point. I had high expectations for them this year. They have not panned out. And again, here today, the offense just at times gets stagnant, and you're kind of seeing that against St. Mary's again tonight. Yeah, and uh, I, I think they're getting... And not that Lenardi and those guys, the bracketologists, really get swept up in this. But remember, they started 10-0, and 0, and everyone's like, oh, yep. San Francisco. They had a couple decent wins uh, against, you know, solid mid-majors. Davidson 
Uh, they beat Nevada, who has certainly been a, a, a down you know team this year, UAB, et cetera. But uh, they're not playing well tonight. They could get hot. Who's, who knows? And uh, and maybe uh, catch this. But uh, a game that was a phenomenal game tonight, and I'm sure you enjoyed it quite a bit. I don't know if you had a side or uh, were on the total. It goes over. Uh, the dog wins outright. That's Philadelphia. Uh, what a performance tonight by Joel Embiid. And in a, in a showdown between you know, the MVP favorite and, what, third in the MVP market, that is Giannis. And uh, Joel Embiid has 42 points, 14 rebounds. He was fantastic in this game. They blow the lead late, but then they have a nice run to close it out. So uh, let's just start in the MVP market because I know you've talked about this quite a bit, and we'll get into the, to the De- DeMar DeRozan uh, discussion. But, you know, right now, looking at where Joel Embiid is, um, you know, is it – Really, injury, that is the only thing holding him back from uh, hoisting this trophy at the end of the year? I would say, I, I think, no, because it's pretty tight between him and Jokic, right? Okay. Like a really strong run from Jokic, I think, could unseat him. And we actually have a barometer for this, Tim. I don't know if you you follow Tim Bontemps or what he does every single year. Tim yep. Bontemps of ESPN releases an MVP straw poll about two times a year. This year, it sounds like he's going to do it three times a year. And this morning, he actually released his second edition of the MVP straw poll. And at the top of the MVP straw poll, and for those who don't know, it's essentially a simulated MVP uh, ballot. He he polls 100 voters, and they vote like they would for the MVP. Uh, Joel Embiid led the straw poll today, 789 points, 45 first-place votes, uh, and he's the favorite for a reason in the MVP market. But Nikola Jokic had 43 first-place votes. He was right behind him with 754 points. That's a really slim margin. So while I think he... He's deservedly the favorite. I think as you know, if they both continue along this pace, he would eventually win and eke it out over Jokic. But it's by no means a sure thing. And a slight injury could be an issue, or even just a slight hiccup in play, because these are also two teams. Keep in mind that are similar in terms of rank, like a uh, record, right? Like they're both five, fifth, and sixth seeds in their respective conference. So it's not like one has that edge over the other. So while the, he deserves to be the favorite, anything, whether it's just a slip up in play, whether it's an injury, like you mentioned, it's a really thin gap between him and Nikola Jokic at this point. We're talking to JVT. Follow him on Twitter at me, JVT. Um, what about Giannis? Giannis, his performances, you know, he had that 50-point game uh, the other night. Uh, tonight, still finished with 30, almost had a triple-double again. Yeah. Uh, you know, earlier in the show, I'm like, oh, Giannis isn't really playing all that well. And he still finishes like 30, 11, and 9. Uh, so when you look down the board, um, you know, I, actually, I, I'm going to hold off on the Giannis question because Steph Curry's there at, at plus 850. I, personally, JBT, I, I feel like he's kind of you know faded a little bit. Is is Steph yeah. certainly not worth a play right now? It, it does feel like he's he's fading off just a little bit. While you know Giannis, Joel Embiid, Jokic, Demar Derozan, these guys are rising up right now. Yeah, at the very least with Steph, and I agree with you. Like if you're if you're playing Steph Curry for me, I would need double digits at the at the very least. Uh, with Steph Curry, like 10 to one or better in terms of the odds that you're getting. And for me, it would have to be like 15 ish to one, maybe even higher than that. It's because you mentioned it, right? If you go from their first game against the Phoenix Suns at the end of November, all the way through December and January, he had not played well at all. We're talking about career lows across the board, shooting 35% from three. His team had fallen off in terms of the results too. And now in February, he's kind of picked it up a little bit, but still even going into the break, Tim, like while he has performed relatively well, the team all of a sudden, has fallen off and they go into the all-star break 
on a skid themselves, and they haven't covered uh, since, I think, February 3rd or 4th or something like that. So I would say absolutely. Like, he's fallen off. You need more bang for your buck. And you go back to that straw poll again here, and the voters, it's represented there. Steph Curry finished fourth in the straw poll released by Bontemps today, but it was by a, a wide margin. He only got one first-place vote. He had 211 total points. To me, that's not a guy who's plus 850 to win this award. That's a guy who should be like 15-ish, 20 to 1 to win this award with three guys ahead of him, three guys well ahead of him at this point right now. Yeah, and, uh, you know, someone that you've been talking about, tweeting about, I know you've got a ticket on him, uh, is DeMar DeRozan. And this run yeah. is just unbelievable. And it really is because, you know, you look at the rarefied air. It's him and Wilt Chamberlain. I mean, these are the guys yeah. in this exclusive group what, 35 points and was it six straight games, shooting better than 50%. He's a throwback player. He doesn't shoot threes, but he's been spectacular. And I look at DraftKings right now. He's the sixth favorite at 22 to one. Uh, certainly could have got him much higher and you were tweeting about it uh, not that long ago. So realistically, what needs to happen for DeMar DeRozan for those odds that continue to shrink and him, you know, come April is right mm -hmm. there in the thick of it for MVP. Yeah, and, and by the way, it's not him and Wilt. It's him by himself. He broke Wilt's record. Oh, that's right, so yeah. He, yep, yeah. so it's uh, for those who don't, yep, you, and you hit it on the head. First player in NBA history, score 35 or more points, shoot 50% or better in seven consecutive <laughs> games. De DeRozan's been incredible at uh, what he's been doing, and the Bulls are in competition for the first seed in the Eastern Conference, despite all of these injuries. So, like, I, he's... He doesn't have to keep up this pace, right? But he's definitely got to just keep playing the way that he's been playing. And, you know, that's one of my questions about this poll that Bontemps released today, Tim, which was, you know, how long does it take to accrue the votes? When did they submit them? Because did you submit them like two or three games into this run from DeMar DeRozan, right? Did you submit them the night before? I would think you didn't because it takes a while to take all those in and then, of course, calculate them and then, you know, put everything together. So I'm really curious if there's a shift now that we have seen him break this record for Wilt, now that we're consistently seeing that Zach Levine was expected to come back after the All-Star break, was out of the lineup during this stretch. You know, the, the, he has got narrative behind him, too, right? Joel Embiid's got narrative behind him that Ben Simmons hasn't been around. But DeMar DeRozan, if you think about it, Alex Rusko, Lonzo Ball have not been playing. They're two best perimeter defenders. Zach Levine has been in and out of the lineup. He consistently has kept his team within the top, you know, in, in range of the top seed of the Eastern Conference. If anybody out there has a case outside of, we'll call them the big three. To me, it is DeMar DeRozan. And the voting for the straw poll that was released today doesn't necessarily represent that. Didn't get any first place votes, but he did get 73. He got quite a few fourth and fifth place votes. And so that's what I wonder. I wonder if, you know, if you were to re-poll this now today, after he broke Wilt's record, how much farther up the poll he is. Because I would think what he's done over the last few nights, I would at least garner him a little bit more support, maybe some more of those votes, like second, third, or maybe even a first place vote from somebody. JVT, let's jump over to the Defensive Player of the Year market because this is one, man. Let's do it. You, uh, you are the champion of the uh, Jaron Jackson fan club. Jaron Jackson for uh, Defensive Player of the Year, now down to 7-1. to one. For the people who haven't heard, where did you get in on Jaron Jackson? I've got him at 300-1 to one to win uh, <laughs> Defensive Player of the Year. So, And I don't know if you saw the other day, um, you know, NBA.com has like their ladders for the awards. Yeah. They've got uh, most valuable player. Jaron Jackson Jr., finally named to the defensive player ladder. He is a third on that. So it, it's kind of a small indicator. He At least he's very, very much, he's on the radar for defensive player of the year. And that's a very good thing for his campaign, for sure. All right, real quickly, because we're going to hit a break, but you're going to hang out yep. for another segment. Rudy Gobert's the favorite. Draymond's still at two to one. I am assuming that's just a liability situation. Giannis yep. at plus 450. Um, you know, who is mispriced right now, and, and is Jaron Jackson still worth a look at 7-1? to one? 
I wouldn't say I would say seven one no right like you kind of missed the boat you just got to sit back and and now see if you can find anywhere else if anybody's mispriced but it's in like a poor way I think it's Raymond Green like you know he's missed all of this time he hasn't been out we don't know exactly what his status is coming back from the All Star break and I think you're right like I think it's more of a liability thing than anything else I mean hell for me personally if they were to move him to like seven or eight to one I'd probably bet him so you know I, I think that's more representative of, of what they're looking at from a bookmaking. All right, more from JVT on the other side is the nightcap. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. This is the Nightcap on VSEN, the sports betting network. VSEN has a great new offer, and it can only be described as madness. You can get VSEN all access to everything we do from now through the College Basketball Championship on April 4th for only 29 bucks. Sign up now and get our daily best bet emails, 24-7 video access, the upcoming College Hoops betting guide, bracket breakdowns, plus full access to VSEN.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. This deal only happens once a year. Make sure you don't miss out. VSEN.com slash madness to sign up today you know it's madness shooting 30 percent from three but continuing to shoot like your uh philip seymour hoffman in uh along came polly because mm. that's what san francisco's doing tonight brain dance let it rain they stink uh but they only trail by seven magically they could somehow get the cover but uh you know what at least one of us will be happy our guest jbt jonathan von tobel he is on the Gales, which has uh, honestly been the right side the entire night. Every time it's been sort of teetering around cover, cover land, St. Mary's gets a run, and uh, they lead by seven with two and a half minutes to go uh, in this one. So it has not been, uh, not been pretty. Um, you at UCLA, by the way, without Tiger Campbell, uh, off to a really mm-hmm. good start, leading by 10 over Wazoo. They went off as eight-and-a-half-point favorites, and uh, early – Washington with an early lead over USC in that one, 12-9. to nine. That one uh, just under 16 minutes to go in the first half. Uh, UFC, I've said it a bunch on this show, JVT. I do not believe in USC whatsoever. And I think, you know, the, the Ken Palms of the world, the analytical sites, agree. Uh, they, they've got some flaws. So we'll see how they ultimately fare when it comes <laughs> tournament time. Uh, but yeah, that is... Uh, that is the uh, the night Arizona did not cover. Got the win against Oregon State, who is horrendous. Uh, they went 83-69. to 69. All right. It is uh, the final night of the NBA before the uh, 
All-Star Weekend festivities. Uh, we haven't brought it up yet. Anthony Davis, mid-foot sprain, yeah. out four weeks, and then will be re- out four weeks until he'll be reevaluated. So who knows how long Anthony Davis will be out. And you look at you know where the Lakers are in the standings right now. They're number nine. Um, do you see a team? I mean, you know, looking at the teams that are behind them, it's Portland, New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Any way the Lakers without AD fall out of at least play in contention? I wouldn't say, I don't think so. I don't think it gets that bad, right? Because I think they have a somewhat comfortable lead over the 10th seed as well in terms of the games that they have in hand at this point. So I think they have enough. They have LeBron James, which should be enough to at least finish within the top 10 of the Western Conference. If not, then you got really big problems. And uh, I will say that, you know, LeBron James has not been one to pull a James Harden. Uh, but by all indications, he hasn't been happy with the direction that the front office took, which was bail him out of poor decisions in terms of team building. So, uh, yeah, they got a four and a half game lead over San Antonio, who's in the 11th seed right now. I would say they're comfortably in. I think it gets more interesting, Tim, in terms of who their opponent would be, like how the play in bracket breaks down for them uh, and who they would have to face. Right. Because right now they're in the situation where they would have to win two games. Right. They would have to beat the 10 seed and then they would have to beat whoever would be the uh, loser of seven or eight. And uh, for some reason, if that's Minnesota, right, the, the Clippers still pretty feisty. We saw them beat them, what, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. So, yeah, it's not by any means that they're a shoe-in to get an eighth or a seventh seed, but I, I think they'd be comfortably inside the 10. Uh, I'll feel comfortable in saying that at least. You know, looking at Portland, um, and maybe it's a, a very small sample, and uh, they've won two games in a row. And I'm not saying, you know, they're going to get hot and make the playoffs, but is this a, a bet-on team for a little bit? Because they, they've seemed to at least – and look, I know they went to Milwaukee and Giannis didn't play on Monday, but, you know, they beat a Memphis team with John Morant, and uh, they're going to be pretty big dogs in a lot of these games. It seems like with Simons, you know, running the show now uh, while Dame is hurt and lost for the year, I don't know. It, it feels like, JVT, maybe this is a team to bet on a little bit, take some big spreads. Am I crazy? Uh, so a couple of things. One, they actually, they've won four straight now. So yeah. they've actually been a little bit They beat the Lakers. Than- that's right. Yep, so they, they've been on a little bit of a roll, and it, it comes on the tails of, if you remember that game they played Orlando, Orlando was actually in Portland, closed as a one-point favorite. It was the night where Portland sold off pretty much everybody. And so the roster's in flux. They lose that game. They look pretty poor. But since they've kind of now, now that roster settled in, they got some of the younger guys like Josh Hart in the starting lineup with Justice Winslow, you know, they've been super try-hard team, beating the Lakers, beating the Knicks. You mentioned the Bucks, and then, of course, beating Memphis, like you said. I, I think I would hesitate just a little bit, Tim, because you're catching teams – that have really big aspirations, namely like a Memphis or a Milwaukee. Milwaukee, of course, had a look-ahead spot, right, because they were looking ahead to Philadelphia today that are on the verge of an all-star break, right? Let's see what happens, right, when we get back after the all-star break and these teams are still vying for something. If When Memphis is maybe still fighting for a second seed if they match up with Portland again. I don't know the schedule off the top of my head, but I think they kind of caught some of these teams in pretty good situations. I'd be interested to see how, you know, how plucky this team is when you're fighting a desperate team looking to either, you know, solidify playoff seating, whatever it is. But you are right about one thing. They will be catching some pretty big point spreads, and they will be attempting underdog to back, I think, in certain situations because they do seem like, you know, they remind me of last year, Minnesota ended the season eight and five straight up and against the spread. And they were like really trying and they were implementing their system because Chris Finch had come over in the middle of the year and they were trying to win games because they were trying to build for something to the next season. Portland could be that team down the stretch when they're catching some of these teams that are out of it and don't care. So I'd be really interested. Your your, your theory might have legs, but it might not have legs until like we get to April. Mm-hmm. And it's those last couple of games of the season for the Portland Trailblazers. I want to switch over to the East JVT. Me, JVT is where you can find 
Jonathan Von Tobel, the co-host of The Edge, weekdays from 4 to 5 Eastern. I know JVD doesn't like when I use Eastern time zones. Um, no, West Coast, best coast. <laughs> um, and you also uh, find his write-ups on vcin.com as well. I mean, the East is just a jumbled mess, man. Um, is there, when you look at the futures market right now, the Nets, I believe, are still the slight favorite to win the Eastern Conference. Uh, we were talking about a little bit, you know, earlier in the show, and um, Sean was talking about the, you know, the Bulls as a long shot. I think they're 22 to 1 to win the East here at Circa. Um, it is a loaded conference this year in the sense of, I, f- I feel like, parity. When you look at the futures market right now in the Eastern Conference, is there anything that jumps out at you, whether, hey, maybe they get the right draw and, you know, other teams kind of cannibalize themselves? Is there any team right now that you do find intriguing in the futures market? Oh, yeah, I think it's the team that's the number one seed right now going into the All-Star break, right? It's Miami. Uh, you can get them at like 14 to 1 to win the NBA Finals. You get them at like plus 550, 6 to 1, depending on where you shop to win the Eastern Conference. You know, think about that. They're the fourth choice on the odds board and yet in control of the first overall seed. And, you know, first round, if they get the first overall seed, sees who their eighth their eighth seed matchup will be, because that can be somewhat tough, right? Like getting the one seed and then having to face like an Atlanta team that is somewhat peaking would be a really tough draw in the first round. But I think it's if if you're taking a stab really at anybody, it might be Miami. I, I could throw Boston in there as well, Tim. I've actually got a ticket on them at 66 to one to win the NBA finals. They're down to 11 to one to win the Eastern conference and the range of like 20, 25 to one to win uh, the finals right now. Cause of this win streak that they're on their defense has, has been phenomenal all year long. They've been absolutely fantastic. But the problem is like the, the value has just been sucked out of that number because of this winning streak that they've been on because of what Philadelphia, what they did to Philadelphia the other day. But those are the two at the top. Like, it seems tempting, I would think, to some to look at Chicago and be like, hey, get them at like 16, 20 to 1 to win the Eastern Conference. Problem is, they're a really flawed defensive team. And even when their best two perimeter defenders come back, how healthy are they? At what point did they come back? Is it right up against the postseason when they're still getting their legs underneath them? And while Cleveland's a really good story, they are just that. They're not really a threat, I think, to really win anything, even a playoff series, depending on who the matchup is. It'd have to be a really good one for them. I think for them to even make it past the first round. So I think to me, the top two selections, if you have value hunting would be Miami and Boston with Miami leading the way. Talk once again to JVT, JVT. I know you put in a future on the Phoenix suns recently. Yep. And uh, I mean, it's, it, I, I'm with you, man. They, they are the best team in my eyes in the NBA, but now it's down to around four to one to, to win the title. Um, so once again, it's all about price, right? DraftKings showing plus 425. At this point, is it, you know, is it, is the value there anymore on the Suns? Uh, probably not. If you can, I would say this, you know, it's at DraftKings are like plus 170 to win the West. If you're getting something in the range and you have to hunt around and see if any, because the cool thing about futures market hunting, right? Like the reason why I bet the Suns at 7-1, Tim, they're, they're my highest rated team but it's because I found them at a shop that had kind of fallen asleep, right? Everywhere else was at like four to one, 425. Mm-hmm. This shop was at seven to one. So if you go and you hunt around and you can find the Suns at like a plus 250 to win the Western Conference somewhere in that range, I would say that's more of the price range in a type of bet that I'd be looking for for Phoenix. Because at plus 425, now you get into the territory where it is a little bit short. We do know that injuries can pop up at any time. Hell, it hit the Suns last year. Right? Remember, Chris Paul couldn't even lift his shoulder in that series against the Los Angeles Lakers, and they still eventually won that. But now you get into the territory where I think it'd be a little too short for my price 
But if you're talking like plus 250, a little bit higher, if you can find it, a shop that's fallen asleep in terms of updating their numbers, which would be hard to find, I think that's what I'd look for. But I think at this point right now, like the jury's out, right? We know the Suns are dominant. They should be the highest power rated team in the NBA at this point right now. They're my highest power rated team. And there's little value, I think, in betting them at this point. You can follow him on Twitter at me, JVT. Catch him tomorrow on the edge from 1 to 2 Pacific time. JVT, appreciate you hanging out, man. Yeah, no problem, dude. Anytime. It was fun. There he is, Jonathan Von Tobel. We'll talk to Jared Smith, top of the hour. It is the nightcap here on Visa. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.